Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service men and women out there taking care of us uh, out, out there, you know, especially on a day like today. We want to really uh, give those uh, – I'm not a thoughts and prayers kind of guy, but we just let you know that we are thinking about you. want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. When you want to start the day the right way in Starkville or in Tupelo, Strange Brew is definitely the way. And look, it doesn't have to just be in Starkville and Tupelo. You can shop online, go to Strange Brew's uh, website, and boom, hit the Shopify page up, and you can be brewing Strange Brew in your very own home. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, start your day the right way with Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to shop for merchandise that is everything maroon and white. If you're looking for national championship merchandise, they have it. If you're ready to get ready for football season, they've got you covered there too. Anything you're looking for in terms of what you want to wear to the game, what you want to have at your tailgate, or what you want to have around your house, if it's maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. Humble Taco is Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, and buddy, this fall, that place is going to be hopping. Huge patio, great space to come out and see, have a good time with your friends, have a handcrafted margarita, some tacos, some chips and queso, and just have a great time right there on University Drive. If you haven't been to uh, Humble Taco yet, you're missing out, and if you have been, you know what I'm talking about. Make sure it's on your to-do list this fall when you come to Starkville. Make a trip to Humble Taco. I mean, Falk, let's talk about the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs, shall we? Okay. I, I got to be honest with you. I saw, uh, you know, I was reading the uh, Paul's uh, weekly, Paul Jones from 24-7, his weekly uh, thread of, you know, recruiting and football questions. Just basically a Q&A thread. Somebody asked for his prediction of this game. He threw, he threw out 52-10. to 10. Now, do you Damn. have that kind of confidence in, in this game? I think, I think it's not going to be like that. Uh, I'm not ready to jump on board with that. Yeah. I, I just don't, well, I, I don't have I'm enough trying to call him out or anything, but it just caught me. Yeah. I, I just don't have enough trust in this offense yet. I know I got called out the other day for not going out on a limb. Make a about prediction. Like, I, I'm not just going to make a prediction just for the sake of it and, right. and be completely wrong. I, I really do need to see a little more out of this offense before I start jumping on board with, they're going to jump from, you know, 24 points or whatever they had to 35, 40 a game. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, they should be significantly better than La Tech. I'm interested in why the, uh, the spreads falling to the point that it has, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing people are just loading money down, but I, I just, I'm not ready to say the Mississippi State's going to come out and just light up the scoreboard just yet. Yeah. Robbie, I, just, I need to say alluded to it there that you know, the, the spread has dropped a touchdown over the past uh, a few weeks from 30 and a half to 23 and a half. And I think there's a very simple answer for that. In game one, before you, before you see anything else, can you really predict a team that averaged 20 points a game to win by 31? I mean, that's, right. that's, you know, that's just simple math. You know? And especially if you're uh, a better, I mean, a lot of betters are going to be, you know, they're going to be informed. 
But if you're just a better on the outside looking to make money and you're not a Mississippi State fan and you're not, you know, emotionally tied to what's going on there, yeah. That's, I mean, if, if, if take Mississippi State out of it. Just say Team A scored 20 points a game last year. This year they're favored to win this game by 30 points. You'd have questions. I get it. So this Louisiana Tech team, you know, a season ago, you know, they, they weren't terrible, but they weren't really that great either. And I don't know how else to, to sort of put it. They, they were bang average, I guess you could say. Um, they bring back some talent. They bring back some guys, you know, that can that can help them this season. But, you know, a few years ago, Louisiana Tech was, was I think, oh, I forget what year it was, but there was a year where they they, they beat Texas. I, I, maybe, I may have been further back than I'm, I'm giving it credit for. But they, you know, through the years, have been a group of five team that could show up and, and find a way to win some games. Last year, they were five and five on the season. Uh, they barely beat Southern Miss. You know, they got beaten up bad by BYU, lost to Marshall, lost to Texas San Antonio, uh, lost in their in the uh, to TCU in their season season finale uh, again badly, fifty two to ten to TCU, lost to Georgia Southern thirty eight to three. Their wins aren't overly impressive. I guess their best win was probably against UAB if I had to pick one here. Skip Holtz, you know, is a guy who's – it feels like he, he just sort of does enough. You know, he just he does enough to stick around. He's – you know, they're, they're, they're a program that's like, look, we're never going to – we're not going to be a, a Boise State, a Cincinnati, a Central Florida contending for, for these big-time bowl games. We, we, we're happy winning seven, eight games a year. Skip Holtz can sort of keep us around that. Is how I, at least that's how I see it. Um, and for me, like I said, this team, when you look at them on paper, they bring back enough that I think in their conference USA games they can be dangerous, but against Mississippi State, I don't think so. It's just going to be a big talent discrepancy. I mean, look what TCU did to them last year. TCU wasn't that great, were they? Right. No. Um, so, I mean, UAB was a really good team. I thought that was a good win. But other than that, I mean, they just BYU was the only team that you look at this uh, a competitive team from a that that could compete with some Power Five teams, right? Um, and Southern Miss was not very good last year, so it's hard to really gauge. I don't I don't know a ton of what they're returning, but they've been one of those teams in the Group of Five that's been right outside of you know the state of Mississippi and pulling in those those kids that have been kind of borderline guys. They've got a few of those guys and inside the state of Louisiana. I mean, uh, I remember who was the cornerback they had a few years ago, Amik Robertson. Yeah, that, of course he, they he had that. Really, oh, I can't remember that kid's name. Um, who led the nation in sacks? You remember him? Yeah, I can't remember his name. I remember either. his name? Played played um, uh, against Mississippi State in that game. You know, and that was a game where that was a pretty good Louisiana Tech team, I think. And State just yeah. ran them off the field. Right. Under so, normal I mean, circumstances, I would take State to win by four touchdowns, but I. I, I in game one, I mean, if you're asking for my betting advice, I would not. I would not advise you to take state and give the points on this one. That's just that's just me personally. Let's look. I at think the, the defense is going to have a really good game. I think so. I think so. I but feel I, good I, about I, the defense. I, I got to. And, and here's the thing: like twenty three and a half, right? That's what the, the the line is right now. Well, I mean, state can win thirty one to ten, and we're all thinking, okay, that's a really good win for Mississippi State, but it doesn't cover. You know, that's how I try to look at these things. I try to find, you know, what's what's a score that's where you didn't cover, but nobody would be upset by the final margin. 31-10 is probably an example of that. Um, they look, you know, not returning any of their leading rushers from a season ago. Israel Tucker and Justin Henderson are both gone. But from a passing standpoint, Luke Anthony, the starting quarterback, is back. 
pretty solid a season ago. Completed just over 62% of his passes, 16 touchdowns to only five picks. Pretty judicious with the ball. Uh, returned four of their top receivers. Their leading receiver, Adrian Hardy, is out. But uh, this is a good name. Smoke Harris is back. Griffin Herbert is back. Isaiah Graham. These are all guys that are back for them. They've, they've, got, some, uh, they've got some weapons there in the passing game. You know, Skip Holtz runs that. It's not really pro style, but there's some there's some option worked into it. But he does, you know, he, if you look at their depth chart, there's a fullback on there. Let's put it that way. So they they're they're going to show you some some power sets, but they'll also spread you out a little bit. I guess multiple is the word I'm looking for. Holtz is a good offensive coach, but I, I do feel like what you just said, where the where the talent discrepancy is really going to show is on this side of the ball. Offensively, I don't expect them to be able to do much against Mississippi State's defense. I'm really surprised Jay Moore Smith isn't still there. I, I felt like he was there. Of, he's got the out of eligibility, doesn't he? He, can do he is at this point. I think he's like he's he's been there for seven years. I think he's finally gone. But you know, Jack Abraham started there too. Yeah. So I mean, it's been a long road over the last few years. It's been a long long time since we saw that third and ninety three too. Yeah. Oh gosh, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Jamar Smith is currently uh, playing for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. In the Canadian, well, good for him. So good for him, yeah. Gosh, I really like that kid. Last He's... year was his last year, though. You're correct. Gosh, unbelievable. <laughs> he was conference. He was in that for the year. Uh, so he was in that. Um, he was in the same class as Gardner Minshew. That's which was like right. yeah, 2015, I think. Yeah. So that was, I yeah, mean, because I, I remember Juan Davis at yeah. Emory. They they won a state championship, didn't they? No. Not with him. Tyler Russell was the last one. I know one. Tyler Russell did. I thought, I thought Meridian won one there with that team that had Jamar and, and was Zaire Reed on that team and Quincy Linton and those guys. Am I remembering Jones. that? Yeah, Zaire Jones. They, they didn't win Jones. the state championship. I okay. think they, that, that team was loaded, though. I mean, you're talking about four, three or four SEC guys and another guy that was going to a group of five school. Yeah. I mean, that's nuts. Yeah, it's a, it's a just, good roster for sure. So now with this Louisiana Tech team, like we said, you know, State's going to be able to control the game on the defensive side of the ball. They're not – and I think that's a good thing for State offensively in that there's not a lot of pressure to, you know, to keep up. I think State's going to play in a lot of shootouts this year. I think, you know, when you're a Mike Leach coach team, that's just part of the game. But this doesn't seem like one of them. And that should give Will Rogers and company some comfort and some confidence that they don't have to go out there and just be uh, perfect, I guess, on that day, that they can go out there and, and just, you know, work through some things, and they should still score enough points to win. Yeah, and I think we've talked about it several times. This is a game where State needs to come out. I don't, I don't think they have to come out and score 52, but they need to come out and, and really impose their will offensively. They need to look pretty darn good. Um, because you know if they're struggling against La Tech, that's that's not going to be uh, something that you know brings a lot of uh, happy tears to Mississippi State fans. Um, it's going to be sad tears. But uh, you know, it's just I, I, like I said, I think the defense is going to to control that ball game. It's just going to be a matter of if the offense can come out, kind of impose things on the opening possession on, and really show, hey. That this this group's clicking. They're going to be much better this year. I think you need that confidence heading into week two. So then, let me ask you this: because we'll just we'll just go with what I just said. You know, if State wins thirty-one to ten, is that enough offensive explosion for you in week one? 
I think so. I mean, I, I think you'd like to see him light it up, but just to be able to move the ball consistency consistently and score touchdowns, um, you know, whatever you can do there would be good. Just show progress. Show that you can you can combat that zone defense and you can move the football down the field and uh, bust some big plays every now and then too. I just I, I just think they need to show some progress. I don't think. I don't think anybody should expect this thing to be a finished prog- product in week one. I agree. But you should expect that this offense looks better than it did most of last year, other than the I, LSU game. I mean, and 31 points is, you know, it just sort of is what it is there, right? If, if the offense is moving the football and, you know, maybe you stall out in the red zone a couple times, I mean, I'm not going to be too, you know, I, I want to know what that total offense number is. I want to know what the, the pass – uh, completion percentages. I want to know what the yards per attempt is. I got to look. I got to know more than just the score. I got to know more than what this, just what's on the surface. You know, Louisiana Tech a season ago, as I just mentioned. I mean, you you see here they gave up thirty eight points to Houston Baptist. They gave up thirty points to Southern Miss. They gave up forty five to BYU. Thirty five to Marshall. Thirty four to UAB. Even though that game was in a double overtime. Thirty one to North Texas. Fifty two to TCU. And Georgia Southern scored thirty-eight. Maybe, maybe we're we're underestimating Mississippi State. Just looking at those numbers, maybe Mississippi State is going to have a big offensive day because it doesn't seem this Louisiana Tech defense uh, is is poised to stop just about anybody. I didn't realize those numbers were that bad. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really bad. I mean, Georgia Southern's been solid, but you know, thirty-eight points on that, thirty plus against Southern Miss. Uh, you know, that's that's rough. State state should be able to move the football against that. I, there's no way they're going to be that much more improved from a defensive standpoint. Yeah. Looking at their, them defensively, it sort of goes back. I think the defensive coordinator, and I apologize, we're not going to have the same level of knowledge of Louisiana Tech that we have about Alabama and Ole Miss. It's just not possible. Um, but when you look at their, their – I think it's the same guy who took over for Diaz when he was there that one season and had that defense playing really well. And you look at their, their numbers – a lot of tackles for loss. They had, you know, three different guys here with more than seven tackles for loss. They get after the quarterback. They have a, a bunch of guys getting sacks. So they're, they're sort of a feast or famine defense. They're, they're trying to, you know, call, create big plays defensively, but it looks on the same, same, the same token. They give up a lot of big plays uh, defensively. Had, had a good number of interceptions a season ago as well. Had, uh, had nine on the season. So good you know they they they've got. I like the scheme. I like any defensive scheme that's going to be aggressive. I hate. I can't stand a read and react. You don't see that much anymore. But just on the surface, man, yeah, maybe maybe I think maybe we've got this a little bit backwards. Maybe we should be concerned if State isn't as good offensively as as they can be in this game because this is going to be one of the worst defenses. It looks like they'll play all year. Yeah, th- this is a game they really need to win big. I mean, you got. Two teams coming up after this that are competitive in Memphis and NC State. NC State's better than just competitive, and I think Memphis is too. But you, you got to be able to get some confidence going in that first game, go on the road, build that confidence again against Memphis, and then take that on to uh, NC State. It really is Im- important from a, a, pers- a fan's perspective when you have a bad season to get off to a good start. Game one of the next year is just very crucial. I always think, you know, think about the 2016. Obviously, they went to a bowl and they won the Egg Bowl that year, but that was not a good Mississippi State team. And they were so bad defensively. The next year, they're starting with uh, Charleston Southern, who's an FCS team, and you, you knew you were going to win. But to go out and just totally dominate that game, you felt like, okay, they, they, they corrected a lot of the issues uh, from a season ago. 
even last year, I know the season doesn't play out the way you want it to, but you had been bad offensively, uh, Moorheads last year. You, you'd struggled a lot. To come out and just be good offensively was sort of what you needed to see. So maybe it's the same thing here. They were bad offensively the rest of the year. You may really need to see. So maybe my, my prediction – you know me, man. I get new information. I'm more than willing to uh, – to, uh, to change my mind. Just looking at those numbers right there, yeah, it does feel like Mississippi State should win this game rather easily. I, I, I don't know that I'll get behind 52 to 10 just yet, Paul. But if you told me it's 38 to 10, 41 to, to 14, something like that, now maybe I, I'm going to buy into that. Paul has seen enough. Paul has seen enough from that offense. He knows. He, he knows. Hey, man. 52 to 10. It's going to happen. We'll see. 12 and 0, man. I don't know. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's predicting that. In fact, we know he's not predicting that. We we talked about it on the media poll. Let's move on over to Mississippi State. It's time for our final SEC preview of the year, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Uh, they tweeted out a great video uh, today of of the products they have available at Val's Marketplace and the incredibly low prices that those products are available for. You want to feed your family for cheap, but get incredible food in the in the process. Welcome Home Beef at Val's Marketplace or anywhere Welcome Home Beef products are sold, that's the way to go. Lots of great grocery stores across our state are carrying Welcome Home Beef in Collinsville and Louisville and Pontotoc and Corinth and Bihalia and New Albany and all over the place. If your local grocery store isn't doing it yet, you need to find out why. This is a Mississippi company. Give them your business. Mississippi products first and foremost. Call your local grocery store and call Welcome Home Beef at 662-268. 8148. Welcome home, beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place you're going to want to be this fall for smoked southern soul food. So much more than just barbecue on the menu at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Make sure you're there on Friday and Saturday nights when you're here for football because the Cotton District is going to be buzzing and you want to be a part of that. Head downtown, or I'm sorry, head to the Cotton District, 621 University Drive. Pull up a table, pull up a chair at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great food, great service, great people right there in the heart of the Cotton District. Advantage Business Systems has a two-way plan to take care of you, just like Mike Leach and Zach Arnett. The offense is this, an incredible selection of products and services, everything a business needs from a technological standpoint. They've got it. They've got it for you. The defense is this. They back everything up with the best customer service, the kind you expect when you're dealing with your next-door neighbor. And that's what Advantage Business Systems truly is, a Mississippi business doing business with other Mississippians, like this university that you all support, like Octibble Hall County Hospital, and like so many other great businesses here in our state. If you haven't already, call them today and find out what they can do for you. The number is 662, I'm sorry, 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. You and I both had the Bulldogs at 7-5 and five, uh, on our in the media poll. Uh, let's find out now if we had the same 7-5, and five, if we had the same wins. Let's go through the schedule. I think we can both agree, based on what we were just talking about, we expect MSU to start off 1-0. We took some heat for saying, you know, we think NC State can be a dangerous game, a game that, uh, that could be a problem for Mississippi State. How do you see this one playing out? I know you have it as one of your toss-up games. I, I've said all along that I feel like the the home field advantage is going to play in Mississippi State's favor. I think that that's the biggest thing the state has going for it because otherwise these two teams are, um, you know, 
you put them side by side, and there's a lot of similarities. Uh, they, NC State had a much better season last year, much more competitive against top 25 teams. But, you know, the, the program itself, you know, how they uh, – NC State's always had that defensive mentality. A lot of guys have gone to the, the pros over the last few years. Mississippi State's kind of the same way. I feel like these, these two teams, these two programs are, are parallel in many ways. But I like the atmosphere that Mississippi State's going to have. We're more than likely, unless something changes, we're going to see a full Davis Wade Stadium starting in week one. And I, I think that's going to play a factor. I really do. I, I don't know how often NC State gets to play in something like that. I mean, obviously, they play in Clemson, so um, that it's not like it's going to be completely new to them. But it's, it's going to be a raucous environment, I think. And I, I've got State winning in a close one right now. So for me, there, there. Uh, when you look at the toss-up games, you know, I, I, state I think is going to lose to uh, Alabama and Texas A&M. I think they will easily yes. beat Louisiana Tech, Memphis, Vanderbilt, and uh, Tennessee State. So there's four, right? Everything else is kind of a toss-up. So I've got state going what three and three in those toss-up games. So is this one of the three? I don't know if the answer is yes right this second because I think for sure Arkansas is one of the three. I feel pretty good about Kentucky, and I feel pretty good about Ole Miss, believe it or not. you know, and I, Maybe there's some bias there. I, I don't know. So if I'm going to stick with my seven and five, got to call this one a loss. This would be a pretty tough loss for Mississippi State, though, because there would be a – I feel like you would have a lot of confidence lost in Mike Leach at that point, I feel, especially when you look at the way the schedule's going to play out over the next three, four weeks, uh, that you're, you're probably looking at being two and four uh, when, when, the, you know, when you get through with Alabama. But right now, I mean, just based on my prediction, I'm either saying State wins this game or loses and loses to Arkansas or Kentucky, or I'm saying State, you know, loses this game. Right, you see what I'm saying? So I'm going to say State loses this game. I think I'll be able to lose a close one. I, I do agree the home field will make it an exciting atmosphere, but right now I'm just going to take State to lose this one. I'll take them to win the next week against Memphis. And then they, they roll off three incredibly tough games, Robbie. They, they LSU at home, at Texas A&M, Alabama at home. So they're 2-1 they're and one going into the LSU game. What are they coming out of the Alabama game? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm furious with myself that I keep getting the NC State and Memphis games screwed up on the schedule. Yes. Uh, I, for whatever reason, I keep thinking Memphis is week two, NC State's week three. So I apologize uh, for mi- mixing those up, but I I think they're gonna I think State's gonna be three and zero, um, and going into SEC play, and you're gonna have a um, a heck of an environment against LSU. Right now, I've I, I've got that as a loss, but I think it's 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 one of my toss ups. So um, I'm going three and one at that point, and then you're three and three after Alabama. Okay. So, yeah. So, you, so, wow. I mean, but a three game losing streak, that's going to be, uh, you know, something where people are going to, they're going to be mad. They're going to be mad about it. There's no question about it. Yeah. I guess I'm that's kind of, have... that, that's kind of the thing about this schedule mm-hmm. is there's, there's opportunity there to be in great shape or your, your season can go downhill really yeah. fast. Yeah. That's I think why they first... be, be two and four. I'll be honest with you. I think they're going to be two and four. At this point, but like as you can tell by my seven and five prediction, I feel like they're going to close very strong. Obviously, we both think they're going to beat Vanderbilt. Uh, that would that would have them four and three with you and three and four with me. 
And then they have, you know, at this point, this would be maybe the biggest swing game of the year, the Kentucky game. For me, it's to get back to 500 for you. I mean, at five and three, you're sitting pretty good. Is that what you have? You have them beating Kentucky? Yeah, I do. I have them beating Kentucky and Arkansas, actually. So the, one of two things is about to happen. Because I, I would have them beating Kentucky and Arkansas as well. So I would have them at that point, I guess, one, two, three. That have four wins, five I have wins. Them five and four, and you have them at six and three. Now, yep, do you, you, I think you have them losing to Auburn, right? Yes. All right, so as do I. So I've now five and five, six and four. You said seven and five on the media poll. Are you predicting an egg bowl loss? I am. Oh, right now, I'm predicting it. I've, everybody who's mad at me right now for saying they're going to lose um, to NC State has just funneled all that energy to you. Go right ahead, though. I just think that, you know, I think it's going to be a offensive ball game. I don't think Ole Miss is going to – I think it's going to be a lot like how it was last year for Mississippi State. They're going to be able to move the ball. They just – I mean, if they want to win this game, they're going to have to score a lot more than they did last year because I, I really believe Ole Miss is going to be able to put some points on the board. Um. You know, it just it, this game always boils down to it feels like one team that has, you know, a lot on the line and another team that doesn't have as much. And the team that doesn't really have that much on the line or doesn't maybe maybe not doesn't care is not the right thing, but it's just it just seems like the the team that wants it a little more is the one that's going to win this thing because they've been so evenly matched over the years. Um, and it's been it's been kind of back and forth with who wins on on their home turf and who wins as a road team, and I I just think that Ole Miss is going to win this unless like like you say you know I I can change it as I get new information, and if Matt Corral goes down or something in the middle of the season, then I'm predicting a Mississippi State win. But you know as long as he's out there, I feel like their offense is going to be humming, and it's just going to be up to Mississippi State's defense to get some stops. You don't don't give up forty points, you know. But right now, I've got it as a loss. I've got it as a win, and I'll tell you why. I I look at last year, state lost by seven on the road with a decimated squad, just absolutely decimated. If Austin Williams doesn't fumble the football, I, it's a totally different ball game. Um, this year, it's at home. You got a full squad. You're not going to be playing with forty guys. There, there, there's, I, I feel pretty confident that State can find a way to get more points on the board. For everything we're hearing out of Oxford is that that defense is not any better than it was a year ago when Will Rogers threw for 440 yards on them and set. It's incredible that we watched two guys throw for 800 yards that day, by the way. I mean, Corral had an incredible game, and Rogers had a better one somehow. You know, and just that one turnover was a – that's a 14-point swing because, you know, State is on the going to bet on the one – as opposed to Ole Miss getting the ball and then scoring on the next play. So I got State winning this one. We both have them seven and five. I think Bulldog fans will take my seven and five over your seven and five. Yes, they will. And I'm, I'll be proud to say I was wrong on that. I think that's one of my toss up games. But right now, not knowing enough about this offense and what to expect from it in year two, I just don't, I don't have enough confidence in picking that game for Mississippi State. But you know, I mean, it's it, it. There, there really is no, um, there, there really is no logic when it comes to Mississippi State and Ole Miss. No, there, I agree there's, with that. you can't just look at it and say, okay, Mississippi State. I mean, sometimes that's the case where Ole Miss. There has is, to be a you know, giant gulf, 
like it was in 2018. Right. Maybe, uh, I'm trying to think when's the year. Like maybe Ole Miss was really 2000, good. 2008. 2008. Yeah, it's a good example. Um, 2011. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't happen much. Yeah. The rest of the time, yeah, these games are, are really toss-ups and we just have to see. So we will see. All right, guys. want you to have a great weekend. Next week is game week. We will be back to start the first week of the college football season uh, for, for Mississippi State. Anyway, obviously there's some games this week. Enjoy watching college football this weekend uh, if you get the chance. I know that I will. And, uh, gosh, next week we will be really headfirst into uh, to college football. Our first – Tuesday will be our first SEC picks of the contest, Robbie Falk. You better be ready. I am taking back my crown this year. You will be the one paying out of pocket for a delicious meal here in Starkville. I disagree because I don't let my emotions tailor where my opinions go. I don't, I don't You're an I don't, emotional person, Brian. I am an emotional person. What do you mean by that? I don't know. So we'll figure it out. All right, guys, have a great weekend. The last weekend without Mississippi State football until Thanksgiving. We've made it, guys. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.